Welcome to CDCR Unlocked. I'm Joe Orlando. And I'm Tessa Outheis. The Division of Rehabilitative Programs, or DRP, has a program that's proven to be very successful. It's called the Offender Mentor Certification Program, or OMCP. This program is a rigorous and competitive rehabilitation opportunity that allows participants to develop desirable skills, earn a state alcohol and other drug certification from a certifying agency, and provide valuable substance abuse mentoring to fellow inmates. OMCP is voluntary and prepares offenders to obtain sustainable jobs as state-certified drug and alcohol counselors upon release, providing them with a nationally recognized certification from the California Association of DUI Treatment Programs, CADTP, and the National Association of Addiction Professionals, NAADAC. We're going to hear from three incarcerated women at Central California Women's Facility, Catherine, Rachel, and Rosa. They're all mentors who say this program is helping turn their lives around while helping others. Let's listen in. So um, some of the material I use when we teach um, OMCP uh, clients when they come into the SAP program, we use the material um, living in balance, criminal addictive thinking, substance abuse, different curriculums um, for that. But we also deal with family relations. We also deal with um, criminal thinking. Parenting and parenting. Victims impact. Yes. Mm -hmm. So with those materials, we do add our experience to that. And that is a very big part of the curriculum is to add experience because it does the buy-in for the truth of the matter when it comes to a person's healing. So our experience not only allows the client to know that we've been through it, it shows them similarities to where they can step out and come into the program. And we invite them in like that. Yeah, it's really important too, I think, with this type of work is that we remain super transparent, right? And be able to be honest about our own experiences because being a mentor in in this arena, they know. They know if we're lying, they know if we're being honest, they know what our lifestyle once was. I think being able to have that transparency and also having worked on yourself, having that insight into yourself and your own behavior is really important to be able to help our students connect their own dots because we've connected ours. Yes, I agree. I agree, you know, about being authentic, especially because we are still in the in the prison population, right? We're part right. of the prison community. So our students not only see us uh, performing or teaching the classes in, in, in SAP, but also we, we interact with them afterwards, perhaps when we go to the kitchen or when we are on the yard. And it's very important that, you know, what we... Um, the behavior that we display in the sub building, also they can see it afterwards. And so to see that, that the students get those aha moments is very satisfying yeah. for me, you know, and I feel like, wow, um, I feel that I am doing my job, you know, and, and it brings that satisfaction mm-hmm. and it gives me motivation um, to keep working hard. I really like how you made me think of when we do start groups and we do orientation, The first thing I tell a student is, I'm here to be your counselor. I'm not here to be your friend. When you walk out of this door, then I can be your friend. But in your group, I am your counselor. Do not challenge me. Don't challenge the demonstrators. Challenge yourself and challenge the curriculum. 
That's the best thing I can offer you. And challenge the process. So I always put that forward to allow them to know that I care about them. To let them know off the bat, I care about you, but I'm the same as you. But there is boundaries. That's really important when you live with the people that you're teaching. So we need to allow them to know that what they see is real and that's how they become part of their own change by mimicking. So I really like the fact that we are people who take what we do and we take it serious. And I think it's so important also for us to maintain that balance, right? We have to have balance in us for us to be able to do our jobs effectively in here. And in doing that though, we are demonstrating to our students I know like you're sharing about your students and some of the aha moments you've seen them have. I had one student that really, really, she was a challenge. She was definitely a challenging student. Um, and something that I ended up teaching her was about balance because she was out of control in a lot of her life. So something that um, really stood out to me with her is how she said, you know, take each day as it comes. But what can I change today? That was the one thing that impacted her. Well, when she got out, she became very successful she has, um, she's married, she just had, gave birth to her second baby, she graduated with her bachelor's degree, and she was tore this prison up when she was in here, <laughs> you know? So I think it's, I think being able to teach them that and demonstrating that is really important and remembering to take just one day at a time and take that one change at a time and not, oh my God, I have to complete everything today because it's not, not realistic. Right. here, And change is uncomfortable and it comes in increments. Yeah. It comes in increments, yeah. but it's, it's worth it. You know, the payoff is, is, is worth it, you know, and, and yes, we have to be able to, to be willing and to learn, you know, that at one point we have to change the people, the places, and the things that we do, you know, and so that's, that's part of growth. And I like how you say that because when we get students inside the DRP program, they come in with one foot in and one foot out mm -hmm. or both feet in. So when they come in, there is this thing that they have no trust. As a counselor, what we do is the first thing we do is when we bring them in, we want them to find trust. The biggest thing is for them to be able to trust somebody. They haven't been able to trust anybody in their lives at all. So when they come in, even the first impression they get from us is, is hello. How are you? And they're like, oh, God, where am I at? <laughs> Welcome. How's it going? Welcome. Yeah. So to get that, they just had somebody recognize them as a human being. That's where it starts. In the orientation, you start touching in. And I start right there. Even with the orientation, I am counseling. I am breaking them in. I am letting them know that I'm there for them. I'm there to support them. I ask some questions along the way, and I become the person they can count on right there in orientation. And when they're there and they see you again, it's like, hi, how are you? They're waiting for that. Welcome. They're waiting for that. Yeah. So when we see them come out of pre-contemplation and get into, contempl to get into contemplation, it's a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful thing to see that they're ready to start their change. Like you said, one foot in, one foot out. They're going to slip and they're going to fall. But when they do and they know they have a program that believes in them and they have a program that's there for them, not only during the business hours, not only between nine and five. Right. They have us. 
they can come to us. They can call on us. That's the trust that they need. If one person loves them enough to say that I believe in you, we change somebody's life. It is a wonderful thing. In the last couple of years, rehabilitation has blew my hair back in the institution. And I have to be a part of that. I have to remain a part of what I see. I believe in it. Um, for me, being a student and a mentor is very interesting. Um, I'm seeing that my job ties into the studies that I'm taking. It ties into it. Um, actually, right now I'm in an anthropology class and I'm in a woman's study class. I never knew that anthropology deals with every job in the entire world until I started taking this course. So it allows me to know that observation is a big thing and participation in someone's life is huge. Adding that into what I do already is just a wonderful thing. It's a very big part of counseling. So to tap into that and make me a better counselor is a wonderful thing. So I love the fact that I'm becoming a, going towards psychology, but in that I'm learning how to be a better counselor for the clients that I deal with in my prison community. Um, for me, I think that with being a mentor, being in college, but even every day being a mentor, I learn something, right? I always have an aha moment. Whereas if I wasn't in that position, that I would have those aha moments like that. And you guys know what I'm talking about. A student will say something, you're like, oh my God, that makes sense, right? Then adding into the college aspect, it's like I'm learning more insight into how these issues are created. So how is trauma impacting the brain? How did, in trauma, how did trauma impact the generations? And what does that look like? And why do people act the way that they act in terms of that? So I think for me, when it comes to being a student and being a mentor, I like to think of myself as both. And even though I'm a mentor, I still learn. I learn from my students every day. I learn from my demonstrator every day. I learn from my bosses every day. I learn all the time. I think that's what makes us so unique, though, is that we always remain teachable. And we're always remaining in that learning state of mind. Because if we stop learning, we stop growing. But I, I think that's what's so amazing about being a mentor is that you have that ability to be humble enough to say, I don't know everything. I know what's worked for me. And I'm willing to learn something different to make it work even better. So I, for me, that's, that's how I see being a student and being a mentor and how they kind of coincide. In SAP, you know, we, we are teaching. There is a session in the Living in Balance that I facilitated. The, the, the session is anger management. So it's very interesting, you know, that to be, when I'm sitting as a facilitator, as a mentor, versus I'm sitting as a participant, you know. And by yet, I'm still able, you know, to gain more awareness, more insight, to connect more that and be, okay, wow, I did not know that this was a trigger for me. And that insight that I'm gaining here when I'm sitting as a participant, now I can go here and use it when I'm delivering the curriculum, facilitating, and, and be able to make that connection, you know, with the students. Or when I'm as a participant, getting that connection from a facilitator, you know, connecting those dots is, is very helpful. Yeah. And it, it enhances, you know, the 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 potential, the strength, and the, and the, and the setting yeah. of mentoring. Uh, so closing thoughts for myself would be, if you're sitting there and you're watching this right now, I want you to think about your favorite person and think about them being in their prime of their life and they're the happiest that they've ever been. 
And think about some of the worst things that you've ever done, whether it be mean to somebody or whether you've harmed somebody. And now your favorite person is encountering that person. What would you want to happen? How would you want to change that? What would you want to offer that person to not treat your favorite person that way? Because at the end of the day, we're all going to be somebody's neighbors. You're going to be your worst enemy's neighbor. You could be the warden's neighbor. You could be anyone's neighbor. Are you safe? Do you feel safe? Is this the type of person you want out in society? For those that are, that are in blue and that are incarcerated, who do you want living next door to your family, to your kids, to your favorite person? Do you want to feel safe? Same thing that for other people. Like, you want those people to feel safe. So make the change. If you're not happy with your life, make the change. You have the opportunity. You have the option right now. And for DRP, the same thing. Keep offering programs like this because they work. One day, people will get out, and they will be somebody's neighbor. And have you, are you positive that they won't make the same choice? Can you feel comfortable with that? With programs like OMCP, YDP, college, it gives people an opportunity to grow in areas they never would have. Uh, for me, it would be, well, addressing, you know, the whole prison community, I would like to encourage everyone who's uh, watching this video that change is possible. And there is hope as long as we are breathing and we're alive, you know, and I, I want to say and encourage, you know, I am a living proof of, you know, change is possible as long as we have the willingness. So I encourage um, each and every one of you that if, uh, if you have dreams, you know, follow your dreams. Do not put your eyes on, oh, you know, I still have X, Y, and Z many uh, years to serve. Well, things are changing. Focus one day at a time and start putting email requests, applying, you know, knock on doors. You are never going to know if that door will open unless you go and knock. Take the initiative. Um, I did it, you know, and had I started knocking on doors way before 2017, I'm pretty sure more than one would have opened. But um, I made that choice in 2017, and this is the evidence that change is possible. And also, I would like to thank DRP uh, for this opportunity. And um, like Rachel said, you know, these programs are working. And I am a living testimony of that. And like I said before, I would never, uh, I would never uh, thought that I was going to once become, you know, have this privilege to become a, a drug and alcohol counselor in the prison community, you know, knowing the fact that years prior I was involved in that criminality, you know, uh, in the drug trade been a drug dealer prior. So I really want to appreciate for this opportunity and I want to thank the warden that I kept putting requests and going, please, Mr. Polaris, I've changed. Give me the opportunity to get into the OCP program. Please, Mr. Polaris. And, you know, uh, I'm very grateful for the opportunity and, and thank you. What I like, the nuggets I would like to give to you all is that restoration. Restoration is a real thing. Now that you're in the institution, restore yourself. Restore who you were meant to be. Transform yourself. Start looking for self-help. Start looking for education. Start looking to improve yourself in everything that you do. Use your prison time as a place that you can renew yourself. There is education. There is self-help. There is Vokes. There is career-oriented um, jobs in here that you can take on. Look into those things, seek those things, and become those things. That is very important.
I also want to share with you that collaboration, the word collaboration means that the staff, CDCR as a whole, is willing to work with you to give you those things to become a better person. Leave the person you came in as in this place and become your new person. You will transform and your family will love you. Your family will be able to deal with you. You'll be able to deal with yourself and you'll be marketable for society. All that comes from being in prison. You can do it. I believe in you. Take that step forward and make it happen one day at a time. I thought it was interesting when the women talked about being outside the classroom and the fellow inmates seeing them on the yard acting like the leaders that they are. These mentors said to use your prison time, renew yourself, take advantage of self-help programs, education opportunities, and career-oriented jobs. And many graduates of this program have gone on to continue their education and obtain bachelor's and master's degrees and manage programs in the alcohol and other drug field including nonprofits and other community-based assistance programs. So, I mean, how could you argue with that? I think it's outstanding, and it's, it's great to see these ladies turning their lives around and, and everyone involved in this program because it's, it's really made a difference. It really has. So that's going to do it for this episode. Look out for more episodes of CDCR Unlocked every other Thursday. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.